Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The average Christ follower comes maybe two times a month. Sometimes only one. Now what happens in the other two or the other three weekends? Who's first? They are. The cares of life. Not bad things. They're not into pornography. They're not stealing. They're not killing. It's just the stuff from the busyness of the world. I don't have time. But what does the Bible say? Don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves. Jesus sometimes said things to his followers that were hard for them to hear. In fact, once his sayings caused nearly everyone to leave him. In the same way, this story of the sower, the seed, and the soil has some difficult implications. As Pastor Mark unpacks this passage, you might feel yourself challenged in how you approach your relationship with God. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Following Jesus requires that we give him permission to tell us whatever he wants to. The great challenge is for us to be obedient to him and to trust that he knows what's best for us, that he will give us the strength to carry it through. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues his message, A Real Christ Follower. Number three, a divided heart, a divided heart. Verse 14, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go their way, they are choked by life's worries, by riches, and by pleasures, and they do not mature. How many know what crabgrass is? How many have crabgrass in your grass? If you live in Florida, just raise your hand. You say, oh, I dig it out. It hits roots, go down deep. Baby, it's going to be right there. Do you know that crabgrass is green? You put whatever you want on your regular grass, it dies. Crabgrass just goes right along. So what is this one? This is a divided heart. The person starts well. They're Look like believers, but then the busyness of life and distractions slowly divide their heart. God used to be first, but now soccer for the kids, my extra hours I have to work, everything begins to come up there. The riches, if I do a few more hours here, I can do this. Or the pleasures of life. Well, then again, we, 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 we went to church four weeks ago. Let's just go on and just have fun this Sunday. And pretty soon. See, they're not bad things. They're just wrong priorities. And when this happens, 
It's not that they don't want God in their lives, but other things come in, and I love the word Jesus used. They do what to our spiritual priorities? Squeeze, and God drops to third or fourth place. But one day Jesus warned us, you can't serve mammon and God. You can only serve one God. He needs to be first. So a divided heart chokes out what? Spiritual growth and fruitfulness. There is no growth. Now, can I say to you, by far, this is the most prevalent reason for people not being real Christ followers in the United States. I can't speak for the rest of the world. So, Pastor Mark, what do you mean? There used to be a time in our world, and we responded to it by the Bible, we would, we would meet on a weekend to celebrate. That's biblical. First day of the week, we meet. We, we're here. You guys are here. Way to go. And we would meet every week to celebrate. And it used to be kind of a norm that Christians, real Christ followers, how often in a month would they come? Usually four. Sometimes once in a while something come up, you had to make three. What do we find in the United States today amongst supposedly Christ followers? Oh, I can tell you the figure. It's not just this church. It's every church. Not in India, but here. The average Christ follower comes maybe two times a month. Sometimes only one. Now, what happens in the other two or the other three weekends? Who's first? They are. The cares of life. Not bad things. They're not into pornography. They're not stealing. They're not killing. It's just the stuff from the busyness of the world. I don't have time. But what does the Bible say? Don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves, especially as we near end times. Are we nearing end times? Do you think any man has an answer for these people coming over from Syria around the world. Do we have an answer? Oh, just open the gates. That ain't going to solve it. It's going to be a nightmare. So can I challenge you this morning? You say, well, Pastor Mark, if I come four weeks in a row, I can put a thing on my head that I'm a star? No, I'll hit you in the head is what I'll do. <laughs> of course not. It's not about that. But if my heart is for the family of God, I will be with the family of God. Well, Pastor Mark, I really don't need it. Then you're hurting. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. God gave pastor teachers to raise up mature believers. You can't take it or leave it. It should be essential in your life. So here's a person. I won't give a definition, but basically I would say that three of these four parables so far, there's, we've sown three, there's no fruit. There's no real Christ follower. It could be this last one if you want to stretch it as much as you try to. A carnal Christian. That when he gets before God, has nothing to offer. But who would want to be that? So we're going to say basically this morning that these three so far don't bear any fruit. They're not a real Christ follower. So what was Jesus trying to say to these people? Write this down. Salvation means following Jesus is not just an event. It's a lifestyle. You can't have a fast start and then not finish. It's not some emotional thing that took place. 
It's not some, man, you were great for months and months and months, and pretty soon we all know people like this. They're not in church anymore, period. They've walked away. Well, how did that happen? Well, because they didn't realize the next key that Jesus gives us, a productive heart. How can I have a productive heart? What does that look like? Look at verse 15. But the seed on, circle it, good soil, stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word. Watch this. I'll have it up on the screen for you. They retain it. They do it. And by persevering, they produce a crop. These people hear the word. They're ready to change. God's dealing with them. They accept the truth. They believe it. They put it practice in their own lives. It looks like this. Look on the screen. A real Christ follower hears the word. They're in church to hear the word. They're in a quiet time to hear the word. They accept it. They believe it because it's all true. It's the living word of God. And notice this next word that Jesus uses. They persevere. Persevere what? Life. Life happens. Difficult things come. All kinds of discouragements come. Doubts come. Surgery comes. Divorces come. Separations come. They persevere through it. They know that God's for them. They hang in there. They don't throw in the towel. And at the end of that, what do we have? They produce what? An amazing fruitfulness in their life. You see, when you look at that, what is Jesus trying to say? Continuing action. If you're a Christ follower, it's not an event that happened back in 22 years ago when you came to the altar and accepted Christ. It's vibrant. It's living right now today. There's good soil. He's planting seed. We're growing. We're becoming more like him. Remember? So Jesus simply says this for every one of us this morning. Those who hear and obey the word, you and I will be fruitful, guaranteed. Why? Because the word's alive. I'll be fruitful. What does that look like? Here you are again. I'll have godly character. Again, now, nobody perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'll have godly character. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness. Those things will become evident in my life. Next, I'll care for lost people. I'll open. I'll learn how to share the gospel with lost people. I'll have good works. Serving. Thousands of you serve. Thank you. That's how this goes. We have volunteers that have all those gifts. Wonderful. Authentic praise again. You're not going to be gripers. I'm so glad. Thank you, God, for a church that isn't full of gripers. You guys are amazing. It's wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been in churches, I won't even say it, but it's negative, critical people, man. I mean, the pastor's beat up when he leaves the church. I mean, you know, nothing's right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, authentic praise. By the way, some of you who get here late, you want to hear the, pe- the pastor. But God would like you here on time so you can have authentic praise to the Lord. How many glad you were here this morning for authentic praise? Exactly. So let me just challenge you a little bit. Pastor Mark, now you've gone to meddling. No, I just kind of stir up the soil in your heart just a little bit. Okay. Next. Generous. Pastor Mark, you're going to mention that name again. Generous. You play $150 to go to the football game today. 
You go to the movie with your grandkids and spend $49.95 for two boxes of popcorn. <laughs> here, God, I think I got a dollar in here. There it goes. Praise God, I'm a generous giver. Get a life. Okay, now. You say, Pastor Mark, that's too close to us. Amen. Because we're going to be generous. Amen. By the way, freely you've received. Freely give. That's the character of God. So when truth takes root in our heart and it's cultivated, the heart will bear fruit and will produce an abundant harvest. Now, as you see that, what does that mean? What was Jesus saying? We look at three of the four. There's no real Christ follower in the first three. What Jesus is saying is, a profession doesn't equal possession of God. Just because you said it, if there's not proof, can I put this up here? I want you to look at this. You don't have to write it. I want you to see this. If there's no fruit... There's no root. And that person has never really become a true follower of Jesus. This isn't Mark Balmer. This isn't Calvary Chapel. This is Jesus. John 15, read the whole chapter. He's pleased by fruit. Because, I mean, there's life inside you. The soil's good. Now, that brings an interesting question. I'm not going to be able to answer all of it, but I'll just throw it out there because some people want to talk about this all the time, which is foolish anyway. But let me just listen to this. Common question is this. Pastor Mark, if a person makes a profession of faith and walks away from God, was that person really saved? Well, I, I don't know. Only God knows who's really saved or not. But I guarantee you this. As you look at what you see here from Jesus... I would say they never really were a real believer. They never really accepted Christ and let him rule their life. You see, to follow Jesus, you have to unfollow self. And that's our biggest problem. My biggest problem is not riches. It's not money. It's not even the busyness of life. My biggest problem is me. I have an old selfish nature. So do you. And Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, hello, follow me. And that's where all of us have to look at in our life tonight. Now, remind yourself as we look at those first three kinds of people. Hard heart. Can God change a hard heart? Amen. How about a person that started with a lot of joy, everything is excitement, and then they've left? Can, can they come back to Christ? Yes, they can. How about a, how about a person that is, is their, their, their whole priority in life's upside down? Can God change it? Absolutely. So I want to ask you two questions this morning, then I'm going to give you three examples, then we're going to pray, and we're done. Here's a question I want to ask every one of you. What changes do you need to make to be sure you're a real Christ follower? Now, many of you are real Christ followers, but maybe your priorities aren't too good this morning. Maybe your heart is hard because you haven't forgiven that person that hurt you. Maybe you live on emotion. When persecution comes, you blame God. Get it right this morning. Next, Paul put it pretty clearly. Paul says this, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. I can't examine your faith. You can't examine mine. 
Test yourself. So in this congregation, let me ask you a question. Are you here this morning with a hard heart? Maybe for the first time, like this gentleman that I was speaking to in India, you see there is a possibility that there is a God that loves you. And you now understand that he wants good for you, not bad for you. God has spoken to your hard heart this morning. He can make it soft and receptive. He's already begun to stir in you. Let me give you a verse from God to you this morning. If you're struggling with unbelief and agnostic and atheist, let me give you a word. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. He'll soften it. God has opened your eyes. You see that there's truth that you didn't believe was there. And you know you want to spend eternity with God. I know this morning when I give you an opportunity with the others, you're going to be ready to say to God, come in and change my heart. Make my life productive. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Do you have a superficial heart this morning? At one time, you thought we were a Christ follower, but now that you look back after you heard what Jesus taught, it was just emotional. There was never a commitment. And now you understand to be a true Christ follower requires ongoing change. It wasn't an event where I have my name on a piece of paper. It was a change of my lifestyle. And today you say, I need to make a real commitment. Man, I I thought I was doing good, but I, I can see that it's not really changed in my life. I want to be fruitful to make God look good. You can do that this morning. Last, maybe you're here and I have a divided and crowded heart. You admit you've been preoccupied totally with the things of the world. Not necessarily sinful things, just God is nowhere in priority in your life. And you know it's time to say to God, I'm ready to trust you. I'm ready to put you first in my life. You remember an old Ten Commandment, because you've been in church a long time. Have no other gods before me. It's time this morning for you to make a recommitment and come back to Christ. And put that priority where it needs to be. And then you and I will be fruitful as God designed us to be. Say, Pastor Mark, this is like a hard teaching. Exactly. Why? Because God loves you. God's goal this morning is that when you walk out the door this morning, you've heard the truth from Jesus. He wants you to be in eternity with him forever. He's given you the truth. He's spoken to your heart. The choice is yours. He never makes a choice for us. He doesn't back people into a corner. He simply presents the truth. And I know many of you this morning want to change because you want to be in heaven with God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in just a moment. We're just simply going to bow our heads. Christians are going to be praying. 
By the way, Christian, while you're praying, maybe that priority thing needs to be a little bit on your heart as well. Maybe you kind of got lax in coming to church. Well, a small group, I don't really need a small group. Yes, you do. See, there's, there's always things that God's stirring up in our hearts. Not perfect, but progress. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you'd like to make a real commitment to Jesus Christ this morning, you ask him to come into your heart. Or a recommitment. You kind of just want to get things back the way they should be. In a moment, I'm just going to ask you, with our heads all bowed, just to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you right in your seat. And if you mean it, God will change your heart. As you leave this building this morning, here's my heart, and it's God's heart. That every person who wants to will leave a Christ follower. Why? That's the most important thing in your whole life, because it's your soul. It's your soul. Will Satan be after you when you leave? Of course. Who cares? Greater is he now that lives in you than he that's in the world. Relax. It's okay. We win because of God. But if you don't have God, you lose forever. And it's not because of God. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. He's crazy about you. But you have to choose. Let's pray. Father, thank you. You told us this morning that Christianity is not an event. It starts with salvation, but it leads to a lifestyle that's productive and fruitful. We can't do that by ourselves. I pray for good soil this morning. If you're here and you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm ready to make a real commitment I'm ready to forget the emotional thing. God's touched my hard heart. I want to soften it. I'm ready to believe and repent. Or, Pastor Mark, I I did good for so long, but I got my priorities mixed up. And I want to put God first again. I want to make a recommitment in my life. I want to be sure that I'm useful to the kingdom of God. If that's you, first-time commitment, a recommitment, whatever, and you want to pray that prayer with me quietly, just pray with me right now. Father, I come to you today. Thank you for speaking to me. I've softened my heart. I want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. And today, by faith, I receive my forgiveness and I receive you into my life. I'm so sorry for my sins that separated me from you. Today, I choose by an act of my will to say to you, I'm going to follow you. No matter what, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to put you first in my life so that I can be useful to a world that's searching for Jesus. Thanks for changing me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope that as you listen to today's message, you were encouraged that your walk with Christ is on the right path. If not, we pray that Pastor Mark's words spurred you to seek to draw closer to God. It's our prayer that you will make every effort to keep your heart soft and pliable so that the seed of God's word can sink in deep, take root, and bear all of the fruit in your life that God intends for you to produce. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue in Luke chapter 8 with Jesus continuing to speak about how the Christian is to live his or her life. He'll be focusing on our relationship with the world and people around us. In addition, Jesus will be talking about our accountability to respond to the words we hear and how our actions need to be consistent with who we say we are as Christians. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.